Kashi Keith. Let's yo, go, yo, baby. Yo. Welcome to the crib, man. How are you? Epic, epic, bro. Glad to be here. It's a damn good day right now. It's a you damn know? good day. Your <laughs> yes, energy sir. is hypnotic. Uh. You're on another level, man. I mean, just the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you've chosen breath work as this vehicle to open yourself up to the world. It's freaking awesome. Uh. Sweet seeing you at UFC gym, too. That was cool. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, I got like one of the last times, too. Uh, those your last oh that I was at UFC gym exactly right yeah. yep 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 anatomy's a great gym yeah 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 and and when you rolled in there was this rooster and I gotta tell you this rooster has become a big problem bro. really oh yeah so this is the this is the issue with the rooster so the rooster just showed up out of nowhere in this neighborhood <laughs> and at first I'm not familiar with roosters but I also really wanted an animal so this rooster's in the backyard and I'm like this thing's so beautiful. It's a beautiful bird. It is a beautiful so bird. So I'm like getting some oats and I'm feeding the rooster. <laughs> and I'm like, this is great. I yeah. got this rooster, homie. Then he starts, you know, cacawing. Ah! And he's just going and going, <laughs> and going. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Maybe it's not that bad. Next morning, he's doing it again. The next night, he, I mean, that dude does it for like four hours a day. So I'm like, I can't do this. This is not going to work. Like at the podcast, sales calls, like it sucks. So I run him off the yard. You know, I say, all right, he's got to get off the yard. And I felt bad doing it, but. Next thing you know, the rooster now took home in my neighbor's yard. My neighbor hates me. <laughs> He's just a grumpy man. Very grumpy guy that just hates the world oh, and anything that comes near it. And uh, wants like it's just not a good situation. So now I got this rooster and, and it's just cacawing every day. And I don't know what to do. Because <laughs> I can't tell the guy to do something because he won't do anything, you know? Wow. Yeah. Four hours a day? Bro, it's probably going to start any time now. Yeah, the rooster doesn't make sense. I like to get up early, go outside, do breath work, ice bath before the sun's up. And this thing is is roostering. What? And I'm, try- I'm trying to do like breath four, work. 4 before the, the sun's the up. Yeah, that's what doesn't make sense to me, and it bothers me. I think he's like just like a horny rooster. Like he's like doesn't have any chickens around, and he's he's like trying to get the chickens wow. to come, so he's just constantly screaming. That I makes would do so the same much thing. sense. But this is like truly trial by error. Like I now know that if you see a rooster by itself, you got to catch it. Because back in the day, I could have caught that rooster. Like we were homies. <laughs> you know? Like I, I, I befriended him. Yeah. But now he just sits on top of my neighbor's roof. Like it's he's smart. Well done. Checkmate. Checkmate, man. Yeah. And I mean, unless, uh, you know, there's probably some uh, less than socially accepted strategies on maneuvering that right right and a uh, bb gun or something but. for sure and if he was in my yard i would have to go into whatever's possible yeah it's but, swat team mode yeah but, but generally speaking it's pretty hilarious <laughs> it is pretty funny it's and funny. by the way i would not shoot a rooster with a bb gun but for, for sure for that sure, was for a sure. funny picture to put in heads <laughs> <laughs> but uh man i'm so excited you're here you know this whole world of of deep like breath work meditation you know, it's one of those things that I feel like everyone knows is good for you, but it's also one of those things that has such little immediate return, especially for people that aren't doing it correctly. Right. And it's also very like a fairy dusty and like a lot of people that don't understand it don't really commit. I mean, me just recently, I've done breath work maybe 20, 25 times and only now am I really kind of allowing myself to get really high off my supply. Yeah. And it's pretty tight, right. you know, and just like kind of... For, breaking into the surface so when i see someone like you that has a crazy past that got into this and completely changes their life i think of sky who started doing ice baths when he hung out with wim hof completely so cool. changed the way he looks at life right. i'm curious like how did that how did that transpire like what where were the where was the og you and you said you were spiraling pretty hard yeah man yeah. Uh, so just to like touch the bases a little bit first, thank you. Um, I appreciate like your kind words and just like the, the way that you're, I feel like I have this like loving spotlight of like, Oh, I see you and you're a good person on me uh, yeah. from, from you and your, your words and hearts. So thank you for that. Of course, man. I uh, feel very welcomed here and, um, good job on doing breath work about 20 times. You said, yeah, that's a great thing. Um, and I love that you said, that you can't always get that immediate result with most breath work, especially when your technique is not all there. And that's why I think like breath work is this really complex, beautiful thing that 
in yoga, and then I will get into the crazy story part of my life. But in yoga, they talk about the there's like the four paths of yoga: karma yoga, which is service to others; uh, raja yoga, which is the royal path of meditation, getting deep into stillness; uh, yana yoga, which is studying the knowledge and, and intellectually connecting to the oneness; and uh, bhakti yoga, which is like the the singing, the dancing, the being in a devotional state to nature, universe, whatever you want to call it. And uh, the most incredible thing is like when you can mix all of those into one breath work, which I feel like is the beyond boundaries breathing is like a mixture of the, um, the meditation path, the bhakti path, um, mostly those two. And then when you begin to facilitate beyond boundaries, then that would touch into the karma yoga path as well. Uh, and then you're teaching the yana yoga. So, but those two, when you put instead of just the pranayam and the meditation into a breath work and you, you put in some of that bhakti yoga, that devotional, like flailing and, uh, get in, get yeah. really loose and, uh, expressive, maybe screaming or, um, doing some of the, Real the squeezes real primal exactly yeah so there is a, a an amazing thing that can happen instantaneously with that so it's um i found with a lot of breath work it will be an accumulative thing and you will maybe get like a little bit of buzzing and you'll feel some connection maybe to your pulse and you know the other day i was working with this kid he's dealing with addiction and uh, he's like 15 years old and he's got uh he's like dude i've turned into my organ of my heart he's like i felt like i was like the pumping blood <laughs> and like so cool. Cause he's never done breathing before and then yeah. come into that realization. But, uh, yeah. So I, th I think that there is so much magic. So you're saying there's four major, like four major things of, of yoga. Yeah. And that each of those forms of yoga have different associations of different levels of breath work. Um, each one is a different way to unite because yoga comes from the word you, which is the union. So the, to unite with the divine or the nature, the infinite, whatever, uh, the highest self, however you want to look yeah. at it, there's this quantum field that's made of light and there's no disputing this, that there is photons within every space in between us and every atom is made of light so uh to unify with that field there's different ways that would be through like karma yoga which is like you know showing up at a at a place and just trying to help somebody walk across the street a grandma walker street karma yoga. you like feel it in your heart like, mm, like yeah like i'm helping this person that's like myself and in, in another form and i'm able to like be of service and assist them right now and um you know that that unites us that's the yoga uh the yana yoga would be like studying uh typically like the scriptures or whatever and you know different strokes different folks some people get religious with all that stop my path to get too religious about things definitely to embrace the truths and everything uh but not any dogmatic i'm right you're wrong kind of energy i don't right. like yeah, doing me either that. yeah <laughs> I, i'm just not versed enough either right right no, I, I don't you know i'm not about to go religion jujitsu with that <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> back so um yeah and then and then the ones that are like really really special in terms of the beyond boundaries breathing method is the bhakti yoga and the uh, raja yoga which is the bhakti is like that devotional like feeling uh, you ever see when somebody's in church or something they're like oh like, yes <laughs> like that's bhakti yoga that's the devotion that's like summoning that sense of like liberation of like oh there's there's a, a meaning to this there's sure you're close to the mic too while you talk there's a meaning to there this there's <laughs> there's love to be felt there's like there's something bigger than myself that's here and and near and dear and very very present and real in this moment and like connecting to that through the breath and through the moment so mixing that with the the meditation so you'll first get into that state you'll be shaken getting a little active and into that into that state non-religious not not like uh oh jesus or nothing like that but like you know like wow like life is good like it could just be that like devotional practice could be just like i i'm grateful to be alive and Whoa. um to like really like because you train desires so that's a trained desire there like not everybody just walks around the people that do walk around is like oh, i'm grateful for life they didn't just like weren't born that way. Like they trained themselves to, to be grateful. And, um, I think that's what the coolest thing is, is like mixing. That's so interesting that it's a trained skill. Yeah. Who taught, like what, what, at what point did you learn that, that was a trained skill? Mm, what point did I learn that it was a trained skill? I think 
with just over time observing my thoughts and uh, then learning from different teachers, like for example, Dr. Joe Dispenza, when you're in meditation, uh, you know, you'll practice gratitude. Um, and then that's kind of just developed a newer and newer meaning to me over the years and over watching my thoughts because as the day goes on, you know, somebody cuts you off in traffic, say, you know, a lot of the people on earth right now and bless their soul. I know they're just doing the best that they can. And hopefully they could fi find more peace and, and establish more peace in their life. But they're, this motherfucker, I'm the fucking, I don't know. That's I'm my down neighbor, down. bro. <laughs> That's the neighbor. That's crazy. <laughs> For you know? sure. But dude, I guess I used to kind of be my own variation of that. So to like, uh, to know that after a certain point of like emptying yourself and, and uniting yourself with, uh, you know, with the infinite, with nature and connecting your cells to your self, the, the large self, not the small, just me. But when you're electricity of your cells, you can, you know, as Wim Hof, our boy Sky over here knows all about it. You direct your freaking immune and nervous systems charges to make really specific actions such as like eliminating an E. coli virus from your body. So well, stop there because that sounds so sick. Like anyone listening to this is going to be like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> let me tap into that. But it seems so crazy at the same right, time. Right, right. For sure. So how do you bridge the gap to someone that's new to like really understand what you're talking about? Here? I don't talk about this to them. I ask them questions and meet them where they're at. Your neighbor, I would never say any of this to him ever because none of this really matters in the end. Like I, I'm just assuming that this is an interesting crowd that might some be, people be receptive to this. But let me emphasize None of this matters at all. And the main thing is beyond any divinity or nature or universe, none of that. You you all have each moment to love life or to hate life mm -hmm. and to give love or to refrain from expressing yourself and giving that love. So I think that like in the end, the main thing and the main uh, message or thing that I'd like to, to try to direct people towards is being able to love themselves more, um, trust themselves more and desire to be a creative and loving good person in the world more. Um, but in the end, like all of this uh, more esoteric stuff's not too important. And uh, the Wim Hof thing, though, is proven by science. Man, I want to just get an amen with that. Man. <laughs> that was beautiful. You're like, I'm not into religion, but I'm going to convert to whatever you're selling right there. <laughs> it's amazing. The gratitude thing's huge. I mean, you just even recently, like once you get some really bad juju or really some bad energy that gets thrown on you, all of a sudden you're just like, it's like all up in your space, man. It's like yeah. one of the only things you can think of. And practicing gratitude, remembering what you have versus what you don't have, all the things you're grateful for, is so crucial to have a good human experience. And if you don't take responsibility for your own happiness, right. you're never going to get there. Right. Too many people have that victim mentality. And we all have it at some point. Sometimes we all have it. Yeah. But some people worse than others. You right. know, And a lot of it has to do with how they were raised, their social circles, the different people they've met. Cause you know how influential like one person can be in someone's life. Like Joe Dispenza for you. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Joe Dispenza, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar, even Wim Hof as well. What's that guy's name? Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. That's a dope name. Yeah. He's a dope guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so the, to hit that point home about your neighbor. So your question initially was when did I realize that desiring, um, gratitude or desiring any like emotion, or desiring anything is a trained practice. So desire is a trained practice. When did I learn that? It was when I ended up clearing myself through the meditation and being in such a state of tranquility for the first time from being like, and this is where I can get into the story of my past, uh, a full of anger and hatred, spent three and a half years locked up in uh, juvenile and adult jails facilities, uh, you know, had guns to my head and, uh, you know, been parts of, uh, you know, doing things as very, very not good, never violent, um, you know, borderline, but, uh, you know, I've, you're doing some crazy hood, like crazy yeah, hood shit. I want to do crazy hood rat shit with my friends, yeah, I, but like real life, you know, uh, and not taking that lightly. So, I mean, dude, my dad's had guns to his head because of me. I've had my whole entire house destroyed and ransacked with us in it and stripped naked on the ground 
multiple well the first one naked on the ground once but um you know I've you been, and your fam uh ju- they just because they knew it was my me they knew who i was so they so yeah they didn't get, make everyone get naked but just butt naked in front of these dudes like, yeah 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 like motherfucker get on the motherfucking ground right now I'm kill you and your like, mama right now clothes off yeah yeah and like give me everything so that that was uh on Halloween night, too, because everyone's wearing masks, it kind of blends in. So they go, uh, trick or treat, boom, motherfuckers. So, oh, shit. Yep. And um, I was probably like 16 years old when that happened. Is it from drug dealing? Yep. Yeah, I was um, growing up, dude. I was idolizing Gucci Mane since I was like an eight-year-old. And I was I was set on it, dude. I'm going to be the biggest trapper on earth. I'm a savage. Like, really? Let's run it up. Fuck Where would you, you grow up? up. Blah, 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 blah. Where'd, you, where'd you grow up? <laughs> In uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yep. So that, that was it. So uh, to spin this back to the, there is like after having went through all that and being like in a constant state of looking over my shoulder, having to be in the corner of rooms, you know, spending time locked up in like jail where I'm like literally the little white boy in jail. Everyone else is like way harder than me, bro. Like yeah. I thought I was hard, bro. I so you got caught obviously. Pussy. Yeah. How yeah. did that happen? Um, yeah. So how did that happen? There's been uh, multiple times I've been caught. Yeah. You go, uh, it's funny. You can like see. everyone has a fucked up past. Like every single human has some stuff they're not proud of for sure. And some of the most amazing, you know, if I Google your name, will it kind of pull it up here? Um, I think that some of the mugshots try it out, but I, I was going to pull up the picture right here too. And you want to zoom in on this, I don't know. but I think like every human, <laughs> Oh, it's not. So that was when I was the worst, um, like full force, like awake for days, just got my ass beat and jumped. <laughs> and then these are the other times where I got arrested just for like, uh, violations of probations and shit like that. So it's all on my Instagram. Um, I have plenty of crazy stories. I'm writing a book about it and hopefully this I need to figure out a way that I don't incriminate myself because some of this is still kind of like yeah. new-ish. Um, so. Well, it's interesting because the most fascinating people in this world have the most crazy past. For sure. And sometimes it's almost like you need to... <laughs> sometimes you almost need to be like have a be a huge drug addict and hit rock bottom <laughs> For sure. in order to change. Yeah. I know I had to change my health until my health hit rock bottom. Right, yeah. Like, yeah I, I didn't remember change that. the way I think about food until like everything sucked for so long. And for you, I mean, you took it to the next level. You went full Gucci main. And I'm assuming you probably made a lot of money. And I'm assuming that you ended up getting caught. What was yeah. that incident like? How'd you get caught? Um, I never got caught selling drugs. I got caught actually stealing um, things from cars. So I was, because, uh, you know, made a lot of money. But when you have a habit like that, you know, not a goes. not a lot of money. It's not like I was. But like, when you're young too, you're to like, me as a young yeah. child having thousands you of got dollars. Ice cream money, you good? For man. sure, exactly. It was <laughs> like that. It was like that. Wasn't like I was like balling, putting putting money aside to save for a house. Nothing like that. Cause I was a I was a junkie. So you know, like you're it, using too. Oh yeah, that was the main thing. Is I w- I sold so I could like keep just like living that lifestyle. Like oh, I'm so cool taking Ubers, like doing blow, like popping pills. Like people think that I'm like mysterious or hard. And it was this whole ego trip, dude. Um, but real quick because I I want to like the, this mm-hmm. this one point. So after doing enough work where I used to be in a completely different state, I trained myself to with that desire, or I I learned to uh, train myself to have the desire of mm-hmm. um, being gratitude by bringing myself into any kind of bad state recently or ever, it hurts so much now because I'm so used to being in such a balanced, like regulated state that it's like, it's so obvious that like there's something here, address it immediately. Like you're having an error in your thought here. If you're angry towards somebody, resentful, um, jealous, for example, like these things, it's like immediately it's felt in the body now uh, because that used to be my normal state. But now, like, it's felt in the body and then immediately go go within, take a nice breath and, like, ask myself, like, what is that? And then, you know, correct that shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I wanted That's to so cool. at least finish that point because I know I had not hit it yet. So, there. <laughs> no, I love it, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I, don't, I don't mean to press on it, but it's it's also, like, I'm just I'm genuinely curious because that's a wild experience to go to jail for that long. Oh, yeah. Um, on and off for three and a half years. And then in terms of the the burglaries and stuff, yeah, you know, I, um, I was so blessed to – in the state of Florida is, I would say, a blessing. And, bro, honestly, just to be real, if I wasn't white, I don't think that it would have been the same situation, like, straight up. And it's sad because I saw when I was in jail – people that did the same exact thing to me this is just shows how fucked up florida is i was just saying oh florida's so good 
But like, it's also fucked up because I didn't deserve this treatment that I did because other people were in there for the same exact thing as me about to go to prison when they pretty much were drug addicts too. You know, like they weren't like maybe their mugshot didn't look quite like that. And we're back. And we're so back. So for everyone listening, we just had huge mic problems for the first time in the damn good day show history. We had to just fully dismount from one situation and now we're in the new situation. We got our <laughs> camera angles here. We got Kashi Keith being an amazing <laughs> guest. And this is the damn good day show. Let's go. This is the damn good day show. <laughs> but so you were talking about, again, circling it back. What's so cool about your story is that you went from rock bottom in the sense that you've gone through like some of the most intense human experiences of like not what to do, like what you shouldn't do. And then you completely turned it around. Exactly. And that's why I always like talk about it because I want this to sit with somebody who's doing nothing near as bad as I was doing and be like, Oh dude, this fucking guy like yeah. can somehow, you know, live a fulfilling, happy life and, you know, make a good income from doing what he loves and like sharing his gifts with the world. Like I could, or somebody who's like in the dirt, like actually I'm now getting into uh, juvenile detention centers and prisons to volunteer and teach the breath work to them in Miami Dade, which is so cool. So, um, that's, that's just something I'm so excited to do is to like go into these places where there are people who are really deeply suffering, like whether it be, um, addiction or just mentally ill, uh, people to be able to be like, look guys, like I know exactly what it's like, but the system that's in place is not going to help you. And like, you know, call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever, but like, it's sure. the truth. Yeah. There's like every proof and evidence that, the food that we're told to eat all the way down to the behaviors and our sleep schedules to take melatonin for sleep. So ignorant. Like there's so many layers of how this, so all, many layers of band-aids. It's so bad, dude. You know, and like, just, everything's a band-aid. Yeah. You know, everything you buy, 99% of the things that in a store is a band-aid. <laughs> right? right. Yeah. It's like not a root cause issue. Right. It's a topical ointment. Yeah. You know? Our yeah. food's all fake. None yeah. of it's real. All that. <laughs> you know, our, Every, it's so crazy the amount of tech, toxic chemicals and everything. Yeah. You know, I was given Adderall when I was eight years old. And, like, the, they train doctors to, like, give eight-year-olds Adderall. Wild. <laughs> and then when you're in co- eight years old, that's... And then when you have ADHD, oh, you can't focus. You must need drugs. <laughs> what? That's uh, wild. It's called being a human. What is ADHD? It's a bundle of symptoms that every single human being on planet Earth experiences some of those symptoms to some degree at some point in their life. Hands down. There, I feel like there's got to be no exception that everyone maybe gets a little bit like, ah, sometimes. Maybe some people are... You know, not able to for hours and hours stare at one book and and understand it. And like everyone goes through the variations and the modulations of consciousness, which they call ADHD, which is not this thing that's stuck inside your head. But it's a concept that you're you know diagnosed with by people who want to sell you drugs. And I think everybody has some form of of some of those symptoms of ADHD. Well, it's going back to, you can't have a victim mentality. I kind of choked on my words after this argument because you don't have a choice in this situation. You're so young. You don't know anything about the world. You're relying on older humans to tell you what to do because that's how, you know, (laughs) evolution works. Yeah. And next thing you know, the older humans are telling you to take this pill. You'll feel better. And they <laughs> probably have good intentions. They do. The, the doctor told them to. Yeah. And then you find out the doctor's working for the insurance company at some level who's yeah. working for someone else. Yeah. And that's a Band-Aid. Yeah. And that Band-Aid then leads to these other issues down the line. Right. And next thing you know, you're a full-fledged drug addict. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not like a far-out story. Like, this is a very common tale. Like, I've heard... I've met numerous people that have had the same story of like, oh yeah, I started off taking Adderall because of my ADHD, then got on depression medicines, and next thing you know, I'm like popping Xanax and like all drugged out and unhappy and don't know what to do. And uh, yeah, but a lot, of, a lot of those people actually do come come out on the other side. I think pretty well, especially like the Wim Hof. Like I met a lot of people that like got good from just like doing either Wim Hof, cold breath work, yoga, meditation. Like lots of people that had the same sort of circumstances as me and then just completely like switch their whole everything around and are thriving. Yeah. It's crazy to think about the world as organized, (laughs) you know, the older you get, the more unorganized you see everything is. 
because we only live so long and there's all these processes in place that were put in from a lot of times for predecessors before us, right? People that lived on the planet established these rules and yeah. you're grown into these rules and you're only on the planet and you're only motivated for so long. I mean, you only really get motivated until like typically like your thirties and forties, right? Like, so you really kind of have like a 20 year gap when you're really just like stoked, stoked. Obviously you can still work in your fifties and sixties, but at that point I feel like more of the higher purpose of life starting to hit you. You're more of like a family human or whatever versus someone just like trying to like get the system yeah. again. I might be wrong, but you, you don't have too much time to change things. So when you look at someone like an Elon Musk, who's changing so much so quick, it's so fascinating but it makes you have to question everything. Yeah. Like everything's a system that might be broken. Yeah. And we got to really think about it. But if you speak too freely, next thing you know, your life is a lot harder. Yeah. So learning to navigate systems, that's why I don't know how politicians do it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think they do it very well, but <laughs> I don't know how they do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I'm uh, not the most political type or at least the mainstream political type um but if i was gonna vote which i'm probably not um big shouts out to robert kennedy Hell <laughs> it's not, <yeah>. Hell <laughs> yeah. RK. pretty cool maybe i will vote just for him but you know it, it's <laughs> so fascinating with the with the drug thing I, I mean the amount of people that bought adderall from each other in college because you could just get a prescription it's crazy. It's radical. Yeah. And then the amount of people that would need, like, I, I remember I never did a lot of Adderall because I've never been too into drugs. So it's just not really been my thing. Like if someone told me to take one, I always took half like yeah. my whole life, um, which is a good philosophy, but also it's kind of like half in. So you can see it two different ways, yeah. one in one out. Uh, but to do like really long papers for me was like impossible. So if I ever mm. did it, I would take like half an Adderall and I would just beast that thing yeah, overnight. Yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. But it was cause I wasn't into it. I wasn't interested in the subject. Right. You know, if you put something interesting in front of people, they're going to study their faces off. But if you yeah. put something that's uninteresting in front of them, of course they're going to not be focused exactly. and not be grounded. But the system of giving each other drugs and people becoming drug addicts and then people using Things like that, and eventually like the cocaine these days that has fentanyl in it and more deaths happen from fentanyl than anything. And you never even hear people talk about it because it's just like not that big of a deal, apparently, to media organizations and whatnot. Your situation's not that rare. So I'm curious, how does someone who's like truly addicted to a substance, because I've never been addicted to a substance. Uh, I mean, I was really into Halo 3 back in the day. I used to play team doubles, hardcore. Yeah. But I've never really been addicted. I've never, I'm, I'm lucky in that sense. I don't have an addictive personality. But how does someone like mentally comprehend around, does breathwork give you the same level of high as like popping a bunch of like Zannies or, or doing some of these like hardcore drugs? So addiction really is just a lack of love in a certain place in our body and then the most convenient quick and effective way to band-aid that lack of love is via using some chemical that gives you the same kind of neurochemical responses in your brain of what you're missing so i think that it's a really complex issue and uh, addiction is not just like oh this person's a, a addicted to drugs and I don't think it's a disease, but I don't think it's as simple as like, oh, like this person has like an addictive personality. I think that it's like some people are suffering and that is the only freaking thing that's going to stop them from having to face their trauma. Like some people have so much deeply rooted trauma that's just like they cannot get it off of the forefront of their head um that could even just be their mom not giving them the kind of love that they desired and maybe everything seemed fine safe house safe neighborhood but mom sometimes raised her voice and you know didn't really hold space or like nurture the child so if you look into dr gabor mate he talks all about this um, Dr. Gabor Mate. Yeah, he's all into like addiction and um, uh, yeah, amazing, amazing person. Yeah, there he is. Highly recommend watching his videos. He goes really deep into these topics. But uh, the trauma response is really just um, from ages one to five is like when we're getting the most impressions in our 
consciousness and the most mm, subconscious programs are being like established and fired and wired in our brain from ages one to five. So if you're not being nurtured and loved by like your mom, that could be the most traumatic thing. So a lot of people walk around like really deeply suffering, uh, embarrassed to tell anybody because nothing really that bad happened to them when deep down it's like, yeah, just cause like my story, like I had like, you know, crazy weird. Like I cleaned my freaking brother's brains off of the walls. Like I could go on tangents about crazy stories, bro. Of like, you all, yeah, like tr- crazy traumatizing stuff. But that doesn't mean that other people who are like fucked up mentally still shouldn't still share their story because I know damn well people that suffer just as me with all these crazy fun stories. Now looking back at it fun in terms of like, Whoa, like I can't believe I overcame that shit. Like I got handled that handed this really interesting like path of cards and somehow like I'm okay and I'm loving like life throughout all of it and, and healing it all. But I've hurt just as much as somebody whose mom didn't love them the way that they needed to hurts. It's just emotion. It's just energy emotion. It's just feeling. So I think that's a, a really important thing for people to realize that like just because their stories aren't like crazy, like some parts of mine and dude, there's people who have way crazier stories than mine. Dude, my story's soft compared to like That's pretty intense, bro. But like compared to a lot of people, bro, especially like the you know, like born and raised in the hood, moms are crackheads, stuff like that. That was not my story. Right. I was loved by my mom when I was young, like for sure. Like when I was one to five my mom for sure held me and loved me. And like a lot of people don't have that shit. So like I, I have a lot of gratitude for, and I'm not trying to say, Oh, my life was the worst. Dude, there's people growing up in other parts of the world and in the United States that don't even have food. Well, it's interesting because you know, you look at people in that environment, people are probably pretty hard, pretty yeah. hard mofos. Right. Like, and that's how you, you are. Um, and again, I have very little experience in, in the art of, of, of being a savage, but you come at it from a thing like, Hey, look, like you're only who you are entirely because of your experience in this life. And let's show you an entire new experience and open you up to an entire new world that you weren't even a part of. Is that close? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, uh, with the, with the initial question about, uh, can you get as high as you can off breath? I went on that long winded tangent kind of just to hit this part home is like the reason why you even get high is to feel okay. The reason why you even get high is to not feel a certain pain. So I think that it serves the same purpose. Um, and just as effective of, you know, serving that same purpose, uh, the breathing, the meditation, like the overall holistic, uh, we, I have this thing called the whole life optimization training, which is like every portion of your life, like from, um, how to function your brain, your gut, uh, your sleep, your, uh, creativity and your human relations. So, like with all those things, that's the things that like everyone is always maneuvering through these things. And when we can optimize those aspects of our life, it uh, can give you a better high than the drugs are. Because in the end, like, yeah, you pop up a Xanax and you're like, whatever, like kind of like high on drugs. But you're not really craving that sensation of high on drugs. You really just want to feel OK. So that's what I think that what, why I do so well with what I do is because I feel better than okay. Like I drug, like the drugs that I used to take, it's nothing compared to what I feel like. Like I'm way like survey, like getting the, the end result that I desired from taking the drugs. I have that way more now sober than I ever did from drugs. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and that starts from establishing uh, a breath work type of routine. Like, could you get to where you're at without doing breath work? I would say, I couldn't imagine a world in where if you're not aware of your breath that you'd be able to have the same level of connection to your energy. Um, yeah, because I, and I also don't want to say other, every, everyone can have their own path for sure. And I'm not saying my way or the highway, but I think that, uh, at least some awareness or connection to your breath throughout your day, may it be putting tape on your mouth at night to have nose breaths. But you, if you're, doing that like you know half of america probably obese and (laughs) you're not going to be able to feel as fucking amazing as like somebody who breathes effectively does yeah most people don't know what good health is because they've just been you know they don't even have access to clean food facts like it's really hard it is especially if you don't don't have good water supply 
yeah. you know, what's in our water, like these toxic heavy metals from rust from these pipes all the way coming from like landfills that go right into the system. But it's tough because it like a, a lot of the odds are stacked against you for sure. And even for like the like people in luxurious areas, they still have some odds against them. Yeah. So everyone has these situations, but it's like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know, and a lot of that has to do with either getting you and your family out of that situation, educating yourself on devices that can help solve that, which is why I think the pursuit of health and mindfulness is like the ultimate pursuit. Right. You know, we make money to then go essentially spend it. Right. But really, it's like spending money on your health is kind of one of the most best things you could ever spend your money on. Absolutely. Yeah. And especially for highly successful entrepreneurs, actually, my um, brother and uh, great friend and client now for about 12 months, uh, his name is Soth. And he, I've talked to him. He's totally OK with me, like openly sharing. Cool. And I have con- client confidentiality with a lot of people, of course, that like I wouldn't just go and tell their story by name. Uh, but he's, you know, very open about these things. And uh you know, it's such a blessing. I wake up 4.40 in the morning most mornings. I drive over to his house. Uh, right now, he's always got a new set of cars in his driveway because he has like 11 dealerships and rental agencies. Right now, there's three Rolls Royces, two Ferraris, and this really fire uh, G-Wagon with the orange insides and like crazy shit. But dude, when I met him, he had all this stuff with a hole in his heart. He had all this stuff like it probably has like 50 double R's just because he rents them and he sells them like that's yeah. And they're all all over the country. He had all this stuff and he was like, why am I he's like biting his nails, <sighs> breathing through his mouth, overeating, just, just like stuck in his body, just like suffering. And by the grace of like awesome potentiality, I ended up we ended up meeting up and uh, he just immediately was like, oh, my God. I know he's like, I'm getting this. I just know somehow that you like you have what I'm looking for. Like, let's run it. Like, let's let's make this happen. I'll do anything it takes. So, you know, ever since for this been about like nine months now and uh, he's completely restructured his family life. He can actually go to bed at night with his mind to shut off and get deep rest. Because that was the thing he was suffering with. He'd be up at night biting his fingernails not able to sleep because he's so focused on his business and what could go right, what could go wrong, blah, blah, blah. But that's like the least effective way. And I'll, I'll hit it home with this one thing. So people talk about uh, doing a brain dump to organize your mind. And you were like, what's, what's the most effective way? You were kind of pointing to like asking, what's the most effective way to actually, how could just anybody, a normal person with or without money, address this like, you know, health crisis, uh, mental health and physical health. And I think that the number one thing would be practicing silence and um, stillness every single day and breath awareness. Because once you're constantly go, 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 biting, biting, ah, you never get to stop. So you never actually get to do that instead of like writing it down. Oh, brain dump. I have this thing I need to do that thing I need to do. It surpasses that. This is like sitting still for an extended period of time and allowing your mind to send you stupid, dumb, useless thoughts that's stuck in there until you until it's processed. Yeah. That stuff is swimming up in there and it ain't going nowhere. And that's why you're running around with the chicken cut off your head, biting your nails, like pissed off, scrolling on social media in between everything because you're just so basically like, the old to do list. Uh, yeah, it's like, like emptying your brain, like the Marie Kondo of your brain, like emptying your brain out to like put it on in front of you. So you have to stop having it all boiled up. Yeah. Exactly. And instead of actually do it, writing it down, this is a step further in like erasing all of the bullshit so you can actually strategically write something down instead of being some like frantic dopamine system dysregulated. Oh, bro. Like, so you crazy probably shit. took this guy like his whole life and business to the 10x level. Too. It's incredible to see, bro. And like just the, the um, you know, I, of course, like everyone's like rocking with their ego. I have like a, a ego in a lot of ways. Like I, there's nothing that like fills me up more than be like, damn, like he said that I like, you know, like I yeah. pray, praise from daddy, whatever. It's weird. It's a little stupid no, like tendency, but I love you know, it. Bro. It's not weird He's because like, you're like, even though like you're so like, uh, <laughs> like, I don't know, like what's the word, uh, awakened. <laughs> you're accomplishing something that is, is amazing. I mean, if, if drug dealer you and like drug addict you could see yourself right now, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's like, that's what? crazy. You don't know why? Because you're someone that goes all in on what you do. You have an yeah. addictive personality. Facts. Super addictive. Yeah. So you can be addicted to the bad shit that's or you can trained. be addicted to the good stuff. That's trained. 
that addictive personality is like a trained desire. Like we were just talking about, it's like, that's a trained desire. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so I love coming over in the mornings and Soth is like, bro, before I leave, he's like, bro, just so you know, if it wasn't for you, bro, I'd like, I don't know what the fuck my life would be. And he's like, I don't even know how to say this, but just like, thank you. And like, there's nothing that fills me up more than that. Uh, and that's why I do what I do is yeah. because like, I'm a little, uh, yeah. So you have private clients and you, you teach people how to do this and you also teach like large breathwork sessions and even schools. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually at the point now where I can't even take any more private clients, which is like 12 months ago. <laughs> if I would have known 12 months ago that I'd say that I can't take any more private clients, I'd be like, dude, you're capping. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. But now it's like the group coaching and stuff. And, um, yeah. And it's been building an online business. That's yeah. the dream. Yeah. You know, and then you can go travel, <laughs> you can go see people, you can work when you when you wake up you can live on your own schedule and you don't have that feeling of like oh, oh, like that like having to live by someone else's thing because it's so hard to like leave corporate america it's so hard to leave corporate america like i've i've been a full-time entrepreneur now for you know four four or five months and there are times where i'm just like shit if i just go get a sales job i can make like 300 400k and mm -hmm. like get this addition on this house like real quick you know, but it's like, I know deep down I would just be doing it to satisfy like an internal craving and who knows it might happen in the future because sometimes you got to do what you got to do. But the point is, is that when you're working towards something that you created, that you put value into, it's so much more satisfying, man. Like it's so satisfying too to, to think like, like, you know how we're always evolving. You know, the caterpillar example is so great. Like, I feel like every two or three years we, we change our entire identities as people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like, what do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's like what they used to ask kids. Like <laughs> all you're thinking about is like two years older than you, you know, yeah. like I want to be an astronaut. Like you don't <laughs> know what you want to be until you go through life. You know, you run into your situation. You listen to Joe Dispenza. Next thing you know, you're tapped in, <laughs> but you want to know why you're successful is because you are a product of the product and you believe in it. You're not bullshit. You're like a full fledged real example of this shit working. Like you're the definition that it's possible right. and no one can contradict that. And no one can take that from you because mm. you did the hard work to get to where you're at. That's, that's admirable. And more people need to hear your message because it's like shit. If everyone was high off their supply, if everyone was doing breath work, by Sky, by Kashi, because Sky has been running some of our breathworks. At we've been doing this thing called Recovery Sunday, yeah. Where we invite some uh, some people over and we do like breathwork, we do ice bath, sauna, workout, yoga, chiropractic. You know, just like the full thing. You know, like taking. I hope care I'm of invited to one of these. Hell yeah! And we get deep, you know, yeah. and it's like it's really awesome. You know, it's it's just like a really, really awesome thing. Yeah. Um, but I just think the breath work thing is something I want to do more of because like I was, I just that last time sky, when we were doing the breath work, I was like, once you stop thinking that this is super dumb, cause I think deep down, I've always thought it was dumb and that stopped me <laughs> from doing it. I feel that me I'm too. always just like, bro, this is so stupid. Yeah, but like too. everyone else is doing it. So I'm doing it <laughs> versus like the last few times when you take like, you know, 20 deep breaths, and you're like jacked up with oxygen and then when you exhale and then you stop at that end of the exhale and you hold for like two and a half minutes and your fingers are vibrating and you're just like whoa what the freak is this like <laughs> yeah what is this like electricity energy like is this losing oxygen in my brain like am i just going dumb right now or is this like dope because it's yeah. kind of dope yeah. but it's kind of scary <laughs> you know right right yeah no absolutely and i thought it was dumb at first too i was like oh, why am i doing this i had just three months clean off of drugs and i was like i'll do anything to like just not go back into using and selling drugs like i'll do anything uh because i knew i was where i was headed bro i knew i was gonna go to prison if i didn't get my shit together that last time i knew i was gone bro and i'm, I'm lucky i never had to go to prison prison been in and out of jail I never had to go to prison. That's a whole different ball game. So I'm so blessed there. And that, um, the breath work at first, I was like, this is, what am I doing? I'm here with these Indian people and they're telling me to say namaste and shit. And I'm like, what is this? Like, yeah. what am I doing? But then I, I actually stuck it out and I did it. And I was like, Oh my God, I completely within 30 days of the daily practice. So did you go to a school? 
Yeah, yeah. What's cool? Um, the uh, Sri Sri Ravi Shankar has a school. It's called the Art of Living Foundation. Yeah. It's uh, they have a yoga teacher training. So is that I, what you did? Yeah, I did the yoga teacher training, and I've done like pretty much all of the other courses. Other than uh, in February, I'm doing the. Where is it? Um, so they have all over the world, but uh, the one that I was present at was in Boone, North Carolina. So I actually lived on the top of a mountain in the middle of the Blue Ridge Mountains um, for over a year. Uh, at once, and then I went there again for another like Do you seven have or eight months. Yeah, so yeah. you can still like live your life. Oh, dude, the most incredible when you're in those mountains, the energy of the nature and stuff. Like, just I made the best music I've ever made when I was there. I made the best art I've ever made when I was there. Like the best paintings. Um, there's really something special about yeah. like having that nature and silence. Because I want to do more of that. Um, I want to do like an Amazon thing. I want to because. No matter what, when you do these things for like two or three days, it's just not enough. You do it for a week, maybe it's enough. But you need to do something for like two weeks to three weeks to make it a habit that will change your life forever. Right, right. You know, it's like getting in the ice once is not going to make you want to do it. Twice is not going to make you want to do it. But when Sky did it, you know, 18, 25 times, and you can attest to this guy, by the end of it, you're like, oh, I worked through some shit. This is crazy. This is, I'm never going to live without it. Which is why I want to do that with breath work. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, another thing I would say too is a group element can tie in that experience too because there's more people's energy involved. So for me going, if I had just tried to do the ice bath and breathing without going to whim, I don't know if it would have stuck as hard. Right. Because I went, I had an experience with a bunch of people. We were all able to connect on similar things, similar experiences that we were having. And there's more to take away from that. So uh, there's something to be said about the group being involved with that too. Like if you go solo and do it, I don't, I don't know if you come back and it's like fully changed. Yeah. There's a lot of, but I haven't experienced it that way just with the group. So, I mean, actually same. Yeah, me too. That was, that was the initial thing for me was, it was a a group of people that we were in it for 30 days, uh, two hours of break, which was just two hours of meals of two hours or so in total. Um, a group of 30 people for 30 days straight, uh, from five in the morning until 10 at night with only literally only those two hours and the whole other time we're doing those four paths of yoga that I was talking about. Sometimes we're, uh, it was so structured and organized yeah. and meditate. So if it wasn't for the group, for sure, I mean, like, I don't think it would have hit that hard. And that's why, like, we do the retreats and stuff. And um, so I could do that for 30 days, though, just the breath part. Um, like whatever you did that 30 days thing, do you have to do the whole yoga thing to do that? Or can you just do the breath work for 30 days? I would say that if you did the breath work for 30 days, that would be super powerful. Um, I think that there's also levels to the shit. So, I mean, being in a large group of people that are all empowering each other and doing an immersion for like, I would do it with 30 people. Yeah. With people for sure. Yeah. I mean, like if you are an immersion is always better than not immersion, but yeah. if you could, if you did 30 days worth of just an hour, or 30 minutes of breath work a day, your life will never be the I'm same. I'm talking about a full immersion. I'm talking 30 days immersion. Yeah. I mean, dude, then like you're two weeks into that. You're completely ner- You have a different brain. You have a zillion times more gray matter in your brain. Your brain is now actually functioning at its highest capacity to experience joy, love, pleasure, um, connectivity, and to be very hyper aware and vigilant of addressing anger, shame, guilt, jealousy, et cetera. Like you're just a freaking magnet to, Oh, I see that. Let me redirect and correct my, yeah. yeah. Well, it's almost like, you know, when, uh, in, in Europe, when someone graduates university, they take like a sabbatical and they go travel for a little bit, like such a healthy practice. You get to see the world. And a lot of people have just never left the country. They have no perspective. They don't know what's going on. Um, but for this, it almost seems like society should have to go to this school for 30 days, Facts. you know, like when they're 16, you know, imagine what that would do for someone's brain. Right. Right. No, I mean, it's so incredible. And you'll see, you're, you heard of the studies of the CIA, like, uh, uh, learning about mm, intuition and astral projection and, um, uh, you know, like assuming what's the next number in a sequence and, um, yeah, yeah, pull it up. So um, they actually teach the children at the Art of Living, um, and they won't teach adults because they don't want people to to, to uh, like win the lottery or whatever in a, in a not good way. But, um, yeah, you know, like there is so much truth to uh, all this crazy shit I'm about to say. The government's been studying it for a long time, but uh, there is 
um, you know, real power of intuition that every human has access to. And uh, let's just say that there, you could look it up online right now. There, if you search the art of living intuition, uh, uh, intuition process, you'll see children seeing with blindfolds on like straight up. I've met these kids myself. I've seen crazy mystical stuff where it's like, there's no way on earth that it was staged or made up. Like this was just like interpersonal, like real in real, uh, time. This is insane. You're an amazing person. This has been such a blessing. I appreciate you so much for coming on the show. I can't wait to blast this out. I feel like you're going to change my life crazily, just like you did that other guy. And you've already have. And uh, I just i am really grateful Toby connected us. Yeah, me too. A big shout out to Neuroplex and Toby for that. Yeah. Here's a question. If you could go back in time and talk to the 16 year old you and he could see you right now, what was something that you would say to that kid? I would say that in every single moment, there is a higher intelligence that is speaking to you. And that intelligence is you. And it's an easy path, which is usually the harder path. But the easy path of, oh, I'll do it later. Oh, let's get high. Let's get high. Oh, let me stay in this toxic relationship because it's hard to break up. Oh, let me do this. There's always that choice and the universe also will give you and always is waiting for you to look and inquire about what's the other choice that I could do. Maybe my crazy ass needs to get in the ice three times a day, even though I don't want to. Like there's this thing that's like, oh, well, that's actually something you could do. Maybe I'm supposed to pull my phone out and write this music that somehow it feels like it's coming out. Maybe I'm supposed to close my eyes and ask, yo, what am I, what could I be doing right now to have a better life? What could I be doing right now to love more, to give back? So I would say start talking to myself internally and asking what's the right thing? What's the highest path of evolution? What's the way that I can connect and feel the most love, the most appreciation? Who do I go talk to? Where do I go? I would always be curious about where could your steps lead? And if I would have known that sooner, which doesn't matter, but I, my life probably would have transformed in a, a little even quicker or something. But regardless, I still feel like I, I learned pretty young. I would say be very curious and talk to uh, ask. Just ask your mind questions. Ask your mind questions. What's the best next thing? Kashi Keith, man. First of many. I appreciate <laughs> you, man. This is the damn good day show. How can people follow you? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, if you go on any platform, it's Kashi Keefe, K-A-S-H-I-K-E-E-F-E. And if you want to check out my music, it's Kashi Light. So you can go on my YouTube. Uh, I have a whole bunch of guided breath work and meditation sessions there. Highly recommend it. And the I just released an album today, actually. It's ironic. Let's go. Yeah, so go and check out on my Spotify or Apple Music, whatever. Uh, Kashi Light. It's the Omblum because I thought like Om and album like Omblum. Om-blum. It's the Om Om Omblum. And uh, yeah, you got breath journeys in there. Songs about my addiction, depression, suicidal ideation to like the passive yoga and just like embracing the pain and transformation and all that. So there, there's all that in my Kashi Light uh, music account on all platforms and then Kashi Keef, um on pretty much all platforms as well. Kashi Keefe, everyone. The man, the myth, the legend. It's a damn good day. Appreciate you, brother. It was a damn good day. Thank you, bro.